The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Volume. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast. But I'm here to talk NFL because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Trust me, I would know. I've been handing out losing bets all year long on FanDuel, and what I've learned is, look, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? They have a ton of great offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you do win, you get paid fast. And the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want to, it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Yo, what up, y'all? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Snaps. Damn, I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh, five days is far too long a time to spend away from such excellent people. And uh, one thing that I learned is that I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. So how about we change that? by continuing to do snaps for the entirety of this college football offseason as myself and Aaron Murray will be hanging out with you each and every day right here at The Volume. Aaron, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Uh, one, yes, good to be back with everyone. We did miss you over our mini vacation. So Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, I got to enjoy uh, another national championship parade. T-Bob has never experienced back-to-back -back parades He's experienced one, not two in a wow. row. Uh, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Those that try to be great 
you can win one every now and then, but to do it back to back, to have both celebrations in consecutive years, the excitement on campus in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia, something that's never happened in Baton Rouge. So I do feel pretty damn good this Tuesday. Well, look, I mean, something that, you know, you're trying to take a shot at LSU there, but uh, to be fair, um, instead, you should be reveling in what you just accomplished because it's something that's all too rare for almost every school. Like, there's only a handful that have ever accomplished it. But in classic evil empire form, um, mm -hmm. this is your future, right? Punching down, looking to find things to be mad about. And I'm surprised, Darren, that you come in here and you're talking about how much fun the parade was as you had your poor little heart broken at that parade. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, you're going to have to stick around because uh, we're talking mm. about that parade and some Stetson Bennett a bit coming up later in the show. And within that conversation, UGA fans, I'm sorry, y'all, but you are going Good. to see how it happens, right? How you live long enough to become mm -hmm. the villain. All the signs are there. I've read all the omens and portents. Yeah. Uh, but look, we're super pumped to be back here. Again, hope you enjoyed um, uh, the national holiday. Shout out Dr. King. Um, shout out that statue they made, I think, in Baltimore, uh, which from a like pure artistry, technical art standpoint, really, really good. Conceptually, Maybe missed the mark a bit as it's supposed to be like a hug and it looks very sexual. But either way, shout out Dr. King, shout out the holiday. We're back here. Talk college football. I, I, I guess this was a poor way to start the show in reference with, um, you know, no visual ready to go with it. If you're hanging out with us on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, guys, I love y'all. The podcast reviews are continuing to go up a flurry yep. more. Uh, that number's climbing. We're at 43 reviews right now. We're going to hit 50 reviews. If you like the show, please, uh, if, if you like the show and you want to help the boys, um, go to wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, rate it, review it. I'm looking at the Apple ones, to be fair, not, not to ignore our wonderful Spotify listeners as well. Sign up for FanDuel Sports. We got promo code SNAPS. All right. Aaron Murray, we got a few things on the docket today. Uh, first off, Jim Harbaugh is returning to Michigan uh, officially, I think, and in a bit of an odd way. Um, C.J. Stroud declares for the draft. What does it mean for the draftable quarterbacks? What does it mean for Ohio State, Michigan, which will also be involved in that Harbaugh topic as well? And then we'll talk about what broke poor little Aaron Murray's heart at this UGA mm. championship parade shout out to you aaron clemens he says i live in ann arbor michigan guess which team i root for i'm gonna go ahead and guess you cheer for michigan and i'm gonna guess you're pretty happy about the news of jim harbaugh returning to michigan as uh it's, it's so the only thing that's odd about this situation is who's talking to who and 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 well, how it's being announced, right? So yep. the president of Michigan, Santa Ono, uh, tweets out, I just got off the phone with Coach Harbaugh, and Jim shared with me the great news that he is going to remain as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. That is fantastic news that I have communicated to our athletic director, Ward Manuel. Go Blue. Uh, Harbaugh then puts out another graphic that says, I love the relationships that I have at Michigan, coaches, staff, family, administration, President Santa Ono, and especially the players and their family. My heart is at the University of Michigan. And I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy, happy. 
go mm-hmm. blue. Uh, one thing I've learned from all of this is that this crew loves a good quote graphic and hates each other, or at least Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel don't seem to get along as I was diving into a couple articles and, uh, they don't really talk. Um, and, and of course, Ward Manuel's the one who cut Harbaugh's, uh, salary back in the day, which in a lot of ways led to, you know, the, the turnaround that they had, but, um, Santa Ono, the president was hired in October, Aaron, and it appears that he is the one that actually pushed this deal across the line. Yeah. Just the whole situation has been awkward ever since, you know, Jim Harbaugh was it a week or two ago, made his announcement where it was very much like I'm happy, but not fully committing to, to being <laughs> the next, you know, to, to staying as a head coach from Michigan to those comments yesterday. At the end of the day, all that matters is he's back. I think that that's what everyone wants to, to, to know is Jim, is he going to be the head coach of Michigan or is he not? I think, you know, we just need to find out a way or maybe not because it is very entertaining. keeps us on our toes, find a way to just lock his ass up where we don't have to deal with this every offseason. If you're a Michigan fan, just raise his salary, give him more money to whatever he wants it to go to, whether it's staff, uh, find ways when it comes to NIL, recruiting, whatever he needs, he needs to get. I think that's the commitment now that you need to give Jim Harbaugh. I thought you just made a good point, T-Bob. His salary was cut. He was in a position where he had to prove it or his butt was going to be out trying to find another job. He's proved it. He's had the second best record in college football behind Georgia the past two seasons. He's won back-to-back Big Ten championships. He's been to the playoffs back-to-back years. He's done everything that he needs to do besides win a national championship. And that's kind of hard to do when you see Georgia and the kind of the run they've had no. these past two oh, seasons. Okay. So he needs to be given the keys to the kingdom in the sense of salaries for himself, his, his staff. If he needs staff improvements, he needs to get that. If they need facility improvements, they need to get that. So um, I'm sure a lot of that is kind of what was being bargained of, hey, yes, I maybe I do have interest in the NFL, but if I do want to stay and be the head coach in Michigan, which I do, I need all these things to incentivize me to come back because the game of college football, as we've talked about for the past six months, has changed and has changed tremendously. And there is some sort of disconnect right now because if you go to the recruiting rankings and you see the top dogs, Georgia and Alabama and these other schools, you're like, oh, well, Michigan's probably a top five team. They've second best record in all of college football the past two years. No, Michigan's like 17th right now. So I don't know if it's an NIL thing, if it's a facility thing, something's going on where they're not getting the recruits that they should be getting. And I'm sure Jim is finding a way or working on ways uh, to make sure that changes here in the future. So um, good for him, man. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought he was going to go to the NFL. He's a heck of an NFL coach and um, wanted to see if he could uh, continue to make the playoffs and not win championships, I guess. Good for President Ono. Uh, because normally fans do not care at all about their school president. But if you're a school president and you're just doing the political math and you're saying, okay, how do I get my fans on my side immediately? Mm-hmm. I would say one great way is getting hired yourself in October and then convincing the coach that's led you to back-to-back wins over Ohio State for the first time since 99-2000, convincing the coach just won back-to-back Big Ten championships with the back-to-back playoffs, like convincing that guy to stick around and say, go into the NFL, that's a great way to get the fans over to your side, especially when there's very clear and public on-the-record drama with 
Ward Manual, and uh, that that's the AD over there. Uh, the Ward Manual Jim Harbaugh thing's a bit interesting to explore. They're former teammates back in the day. Um, obviously, a great relationship to start. But I think anybody can appreciate this literally in probably almost any job that you work. Seven years is a long time to spend around people, especially if you are two strong-willed individuals. I think it's uh, all too easy. And I've lived through certain situations where, you know, familiarity can breed content. And it seems it's what a little bit of what you have going on right now in Michigan. I wonder how Jim Harbaugh, in his heart of hearts, does he want Ward Manuel out? Because if you go back to 2020, they cut Harbaugh's salary from $8 million to $4 million. Harbaugh took it a step further himself, which was a great thing to do. He eschewed any bonuses that he had and gave it to Michigan employees to use. And it was all very kumbaya, at least publicly, mm -hmm. at the time, right? And Harbaugh didn't really have a leg to stand on. But I think we all can appreciate how, I don't care how much money we have from a pure pride standpoint, having our salary cut 50% is going to create some feelings, feelings that you internalize. Because, again, at the time, Harbaugh had no leverage. He had nothing to stand on. Well, all of a sudden now, the ball's in Harbaugh's court. All the power is. And he's like, okay, okay, you cut me when I was down? Well, okay, well, let's see. Let's see if you can stand. Let's see if you will last. And I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Like, him returning, maybe they keep it happy. They just continue to speak through intermediaries. I, I I don't entirely know. But I wonder, like, because at the end of the day, in all honesty, I don't know if Harbaugh would ever admit this to himself, but Ward Manuel doing that probably, I mean, it's what needed to be done at the time. They avoided the pressure of firing like many schools would have done, and Harbaugh deserves credit for agreeing to go to the negotiating table. But that was kind of the come-to-Jesus wake-up call that seemed to awaken Big Blue. Like, since that moment, you have been dealing with a different Michigan, and I wonder mm -hmm. if Harbaugh cares about that or recognize that at all, or is he now just kind of on the revenge path since he is the big dog? But either way, I'm, I'm, I'm probably losing the thread here because the main thing is that Jim Harbaugh is returning to a very good college football yeah. team next year. So so his salary did – so you, you bring up the, the $4 million. He did get a – extension last year you know he, he yeah, got the bumped NFL. back up what's in yeah he got bumped back up to about uh about seven and a half million dollars incentives he gets right around eight million dollars which is still you know you look at the big dogs in college football they're all getting 10 plus million you know Saban's around 12 Dabo's up there at 11 Kirby's up there at 11. Um, he should be there at 10 million the the outside yes. looking in club that's what I was wondering do, do, we, do, yeah. do, do, do we hear news in the next few weeks that hey Jim just yeah. got bumped up to $10 million. Like that's, that's to me, that's what I'm kind of expecting. Like he used the leverage last year. He got bumped up from four back up to around seven and a half, eight million dollars. Hey guys, I've the second winning as a coach in the past two seasons. I need to get paid like that. And it is a pride thing. Like, you know, th there's no question about it. These coaches all have plenty of money for themselves, their kids, and their grandkids. They can all retire. Uh, look at Cliff Kingsbury right now. My man's in, in, in Thailand living the dream at the moment. Uh, and that's kind of like what you want to do. Like, fire me, man. Like, give you know, if I'm Jimbo, fire me. Give me that eighty million dollars. Let me go to Thailand for you know a year and go live the the good life. Uh, they got money on money on money. It's not about money, man. It's about the pride. And these coaches, what makes them elite coaches is that pride. It's the fact that they all believe that they're the best of the best at what they do. And 
knowing that there's coaches out there that you've had better records than the past couple of years are getting paid three, $4 million more than you are. That's a shot at the ego a little bit. So yeah, I, I, I would expect that we hear at some point this offseason that his contract is more in line with those top four or five coaches in America because he is yeah. a top five coach in America. The the reporting is that a deal is in the works, um, yeah. should be pushing through over the next few weeks. And if I had to guess a number, again, uh, if you're at the negotiating table, you don't have a national championship. So we're not going to give you what the Natty guys get, okay? But you've outperformed your other peers. Brian Kelly, he's at 10 milli, no Natty. Lincoln Riley, I think he's at like 10.5, no Natty. So you figure uh, Harbaugh would be 10 million until he gets a Natty, and then you maybe bump up to that 12 piece yep. uh i mentioned the very good team that'll have though first off I, I don't think a lot of ex people expected michigan at all to be there this season after losing aiden hudson and others and so they already proved the ability to rebuild and reload and replace immediately and still have success this season uh but they're not gonna have to do a lot of replacing next year aaron this is a team that projects to return 15 starters obviously including jj mccarthy who we think like could in terms of guys that would be well positioned to take a big leap jj mccarthy would be near the top of that list right an entire offseason of knowing you're the guy mm -hmm. an entire offseason where you like i don't know about you aaron but probably the biggest leap that i ever felt actually playing football was from year one of starting where a lot of times it feels like your head's on, you know, it's kind of spinning. You feel like you're a train hurtling down the tracks. You're doing everything you can just to stay on the tracks. Whereas the next year, you're just like a chill old season conductor, right? I mean, you're shoveling coal, maybe smoking a cigarette, chewing on some grass, kind of hanging out, just cruising from stop to stop. So, like, I expect big things out of McCarthy next year. Um Sandra still Barrett, uh, obviously Blake Corm. Like there's about seven or eight guys yeah. that I was reading that were big time NFL prospects that all chose to remain and return. So yeah, Harbaugh and company, again, they need to figure out how to get in the top 10 recruiting. There's no excuse for that Michigan needs to be in the top yeah. 10. I don't care about top five. Like that is what it is. Top 10, you're doing your job. They need to get there, but everything else points towards Michigan, arguably, especially the CJ Stroud news, arguably being the favorite preseason in the big 10 next year. And that would maybe be my question to you, Aaron, like, is this the year where finally Michigan gets the benefit of the doubt or do we get to big 10 media day again? And every single person votes Ohio state. No, no, no. I, th I think Michigan will be the team to beat in the big 10 this season. And you talk about top 10 okay. teams. They did have a top 10 team last year, at least according to 24 seven, they were number nine. The so like the class. So like you're, you're you yeah. are hoping that that class now shows up this year along with you know, what you are bringing back from the season. I think they're bringing a lot. Like JJ showed me a lot in that last game. Like, man, you can't throw two picks. You can't throw two pick sixes. Like you, you gotta learn from that. But you know, you look at the game versus Ohio state, you look at the, the big 10 championship, and then you look at that first round of the playoff game against CCU. And he did grow up as a player. He, he, he grew up as a thrower, as a leader on that football team without Blake Corum. Yeah. They got some great running backs behind him, but he kind of put the burden on himself. And I thought played the best he's played um during the season so if he can build on that confidence this year knowing that you get quorum back and some other weapons uh a young defense on that side i think most people are going to favor michigan to win the big 10 next season i think you have to based on what we've seen the past two years knowing the game is going to be in michigan this year at the end of the season with ohio state versus michigan 
we really don't know what Ohio State's going to look like at the quarterback spot. I'm sure they got some five-star guy ready to go, but until they go out there and show me that yeah. they can go do that, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards Michigan. Um, I, I am. I'm leaning towards Michigan to be the number two team in the country heading into next season. And and I'll say it like there's only two teams right now that I feel confident that will make the playoffs right now, right today. And a lot's going to change. There's going to be transfer portals, guys moving, all that. But as of today, January 17th. Oh, look. Wait, wait. Can I guess one of them? Georgia. Georgia. Number two. The Bulldogs. Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. But both teams. So you think they can do it three years lot. in a row, dude? Three years in a row. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. So I don't know. Easy. Their schedule's so mm-hmm. easy. So easy. Not Georgia. Not Georgia. I'm sorry. I mean, Michigan. This year. I do. Uh, I do. And I, and I do think Michigan's schedule is is it sets up pretty nicely too for them to kind of run through their season. And I'll, I'll, I don't know if Brum can break it down or not, but like this is their, this is their start to the season. Once again, Michigan has the four easiest games besides Georgia to get things going. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, all at home, all at home. Like, how do they schedule these schedules? Last year's schedule, their first four games, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, all at home. This year, four straight games at home once again, and then at Nebraska, somewhat rebuilding, at Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, Purdue, new coaching staff. Their toughest game on their schedule is going to be probably Penn State at Penn State. Then they're at Maryland, and they get Ohio State at home. And like, I just looked up in 2024 and 25, 24 they're playing Texas, and 25 they're playing Oklahoma. Okay. So they are getting out of this habit, but the last two years have Thank been God, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yes. It's disgusting. So yes, like I look at that schedule, I look at what they're bringing back next year, and I feel pretty confident that that's going to be a team that most likely wins their side of the Big Ten. Todd Johnson says uh, he's a Michigan fan. Says that non-conference hurts us later and in rankings. Well, did it this year? Did it no, this year. no, no. So I was going to say it doesn't. It doesn't inherently hurt. It does lower the um, the margin of error, right? Arguably. Yes. Yep. Arguably, yep. because like we were all, we were all like the second, you know, we we're all kind of finger wag- wagging Michigan all year. And we we're like, the second you mm-hmm. trip up, we're coming after that ass because of that schedule. But they just never tripped up. But then again, like in all honesty, I don't know if anything changes that they challenge themselves at a conference. Like it still all comes down to the Ohio State game, almost no matter yeah. what. Like maybe now, maybe the, the, the counter argument to that piece would be that Ohio State got back in because they challenged themselves like Notre Dame. And so they had maybe a nice out of conference win that they could uh, hang on there. But either way, uh, Michigan should be very good again next season. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know why I still find it hard to believe they could beat uh, Ohio State a third year in a row, but maybe they can. Maybe this is where the, the, the tide really has shifted and one of the reasons why is because cj stroud has declared for the nfl draft now this does not come as a surprise that was known and i want to get to stroud and maybe where does he rank against levis and um and bryce young and there's some fascinating mocks out there with stroud uh but where does this leave michigan and ohio state aaron because i think you just hit it where it's so funny what ryan day has established up there uh, it, it, at Ohio State because, like, I don't know who the quarterback is, but I know they're going to throw for 40 touchdowns yeah. every single year. Like, it doesn't – like, it literally doesn't matter who's back there. Now, Stroud maybe shows a bit more excitement than most, but just everybody they've had step up to the play has just produced elite quarterback play. So, like, 
I'm, I'm not too worried if I'm an Ohio State fan, even though I'm losing a guy who should be a top five pick in the draft. I mean, just going back to just the quarterbacks at Ohio State, I'm at, I'm at 17 now. Let's see what 16 looks like. 16. So you had JT Barrett from, from 16 to 17. You know, his last year, you had Cardell before that. So Cardell, Jones before that, then games. JT. Yeah, you had Braxton Miller before those guys. And then after that, Dwayne Haskins throws for 50 touchdowns in 18. In 2019, Justin Fields did his thing. And then obviously you've had um, you know him in 20 again. And then 2021, you've had C.J. Stroud. So yes, like there's probably someone waiting in the wing, um, a Joe Burrow-esque player that decided not to leave to go somewhere else that's just waiting for their time to go out there and Someone shot. who convinced so, Q- Quinn yours to leave. Like, you remember Quinn yours was originally too. was at Ohio that State. Right, yeah, right, but, Quinn, did, but line, Quinn won the play but, now. That's the difference. Quinn won the play. He didn't want to sit out another year. It's similar to, like, the, you know, Walker Howard at LSU. You can't tell a five-star quarterback in today's game that they have to sit for two years. Like, they can sit for yeah. one, but you can't tell them they're going to sit for two. If you tell them, hey, next year you have to sit again, they're like, no, 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 I'm out of here. I'm taking my ball yeah. to go somewhere else and try to play. Like that's that's yeah, uh, which it's looking like Walker Howard may go to Ole Miss boys two four seven actually crystal balling him to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin retweeting the Walker Howard that's my coach tweet where him and Brian Kelly are dancing on that stage because Lane's a top level uh, troll there uh no look I mean you don't even need to go back to J T Barrett because I believe yeah. it was Dwayne Haskins when Ryan Day showed up and there is a clear yep. line of demarcation where. Uh, it, it's like, have you ever seen Good Burger, Aaron, Keenan, Kel? Oh, Welcome yeah. to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can okay, you remember Burger. Mondo Burger? Yeah, and how they had those little patties and they were like juicing them up with steroids and became these giant fat boys. That's essentially what Ryan Day did to Ohio State quarterback play. Like, we mm-hmm. thought JT Barrett was awesome, but then you go back and you look and he threw for like 24 touchdowns. Then you get to Dwayne Haskins, and it immediately jumps up to 40, even 50. Oh, and so for 50. Haskins, Fields, yeah, I know. The Haskins, Fields, Stroud, three times in a row, um, Ryan Day has hit out of the park. So I'll, I'll bank on Ryan Day doing it again this year, and we'll see if Michigan can out-tough them again this year. Any any thoughts on this before we talk about C.J. Stroud specifically, Aaron? Um, Brian Hartline getting upgraded yeah. to OC at Ohio State. And the only reason I bring that up is because Ryan Day, who we just mentioned is the key behind all of this, has been very much on the record about how he doesn't know if he's going to call plays in 2023, simply because all of the incredible time demands on a head coach nowadays make it such that like game plan and calling plays very tough. Are you worried about a step back if play calling duties are given a heart line? Well, I mean, I brought this up a few weeks ago. Like I I, have said this before, like you can't, we're going to see less and less coaches doing everything and that's in the sense of like calling plays whether it's a, as a head coach slash dc or head coach slash offensive coordinator their, their responsibilities are too great and until you start getting gm type bodies into the facility where those guys can delegate and handle and the coaches trust them to handle transfer portal recruiting uh nil all that other stuff to get top guys in because that's the name of the game like how can i get the best players in the country into my facility that is more important for these coaches than the X's and O's. Let me go hire someone to handle that. I will really have my fingerprint uh, on on bringing in as many four and five star guys as I can. So not surprised that Ryan Day may step aside for this. But yeah, I do think it will it will it will you know maybe take a hit next year. 
you know, the Ohio State will still have some of the best talent. Heartline has done a great job of recruiting some of the best receivers in the country year after year after year. They're going to have great receivers. They're going to have great quarterbacks. Yeah. Then the day you have that, you're going to have success. But yeah, Ryan Day is also a premier play caller and mm -hmm. a game manager and when to call certain plays, when to go tempo and all that. And so you hope Heartline has learned from him and kind of seen behind the curtain and, and, and how to make the, uh, the sausage and all that good stuff. So but no, to say that it's not going to take even maybe a couple points off the, their their points per game, like, yeah, I do think it will. I don't think it's going to be drastic. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Ohio State's not the elite team offensively in the Big Ten. I still think they'll probably be the number one or two team in that conference. But maybe instead of scoring 50 points per game, they're scoring 45. Let me ask you a quarterback question, Aaron. Uh, would yep. the timing of this be more ideal if like you were doing it where you had a returning starting quarterback or do you like switching play calling duties when you move to a new quarterback? I like when you're moving to a new quarterback. I do. Okay. Cause yeah, there, it's, it's a, it's a relationship thing. Like the quarterback and the play caller, you work together. Like you kind of know, man, you like, like Lane, like I think Lane's a great example of this, like Lane and Matt Corral. That was such a fascinating relationship because those guys were on the same page. Like they kind of knew, situationally what the play was going to be called what the quarterback liked to, to what the quarterback wanted the play caller to call there was great communication on the sidelines so like yes like if i'm a quarterback and then all of a sudden next year i have a new play caller, i'm like eh, don't like that but if you mm. know it's a new quarterback new play caller coming in together first season we're going to be us against the world mentality man i'm all for that kind of relationship Okay, so the timing works out then. If they yeah. did want to take a step back, maybe that's ideal. Uh, let's start with C.J. Stroud. Uh, he was great. I think the best thing that Stroud did, uh, and granted it's a playoff, so of course he was going to, but like in a day and age, Aaron, where we're always making arguments about what can bowl season do for you, even though he lost in that semifinal against Georgia, uh, C.J. Stroud, I think, went up multiple notches in a lot of people's eyes in that Georgia game because he's playing like as – close as you can get to an NFL defense on the college level. And he was the best guy on the field for a lot of that mm -hmm. game. I mean, he, he showed creativity that we've come to expect out of Bryce Young, but maybe not out of him, an ability to extend plays with his legs, which you didn't always see accuracy. I mean, again, maybe the craziest throw was one to Marvin Harrison Jr. that got him knocked mm -hmm. out where that was a throw that looked like it was just being thrown away and it somehow dropped perfectly in the bucket. It was just that, you know, Georgia's dirty players and they knocked him out of the game. Unbelievable. But um, CJ Stroud did himself a lot of favors. So why then, when I sign on uh, to the Athletic today, does Dane Brugler have CJ Stroud going at number five? They have the Colts trading up to take Bryce Young at number one. The Texans taking Will Levis at two, Will Anderson three, Jalen Carter four, and then the Panthers jumping up to take Stroud at uh, five. I mean, what's up, Aaron? Uh, Aaron Murray, uh, you, by the way, Brum, how much of the licensing cost on Round Ball Rock? Um, probably a lot, right? Not available. Probably impossible to get. Not available. Okay, 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 never mind. Ba -da -ba 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 Aaron, you watch the tape. Tell us the differences between these three quarterbacks. I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into too much detail here because we do have our draft specials coming up in the next month or two. So, want to say, you know, what some the title's going to be. What no. is it? Aaron watches the tape. Aaron watches. Yeah, the tape. Aaron yeah, yeah, watches. Yeah. By the way, Aaron, the um, freaking I think tape. 
go you like don't worry okay. about repeating yourself right brum brum if brum had his way we yeah. would repeat ourselves seven yeah, times every day. single day we would yeah. be doing alabama why can alabama be better than georgia from now until october until yeah, august yeah, 15th that's true. <laughs> this yeah. is very true um i i am so seeing and hearing a lot of 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 the opposite of what you said in the sense of indianapolis having some sort of love affair for will levis which is still mm. the fact that anyone mm. can have love for will levis after watching what he's done for the past few years is crazy to me like have we not learned our lesson that just because some kid is big and strong doesn't mean that he's going to be able to be a, a successful quarterback like yes there are there are maybe it's because of josh allen that that people have hope that okay it is look no, josh allen was maybe. Like, that's, that's all it that's is. exactly we've had josh more, we've had more stories fail we've had yeah. more instances fail of teams trying to do that at the quarterback spot than of, of people having success and i would say josh allen was different in the sense of he was so raw and from a such a small school and and, and had more upside because there was more to, to to be developed but will levis has been in a system that is is quote unquote supposed to be pro ready with sec talent around him and and hasn't been able to maximize that so like josh allen didn't have that talent around him josh allen played at what a division two school like big difference. You have been put in a situation where you were in the best conference with some really good talent, some really good coaches, and you didn't succeed. So then what is the thing that has held him back for the past years besides yeah, just not a being point. a good decision maker? Like that, that, that concerns me. You could make excuses for Josh. I can't find a way to make an excuse for Will Levis. So I don't get it. I know he's pretty. I know he's big. I know he's a great arm. Uh, he's going to look great at pro day. He's going to look tremendous at the combine. Uh, I wouldn't touch him in the top fifteen picks. I wouldn't. Uh, I would. Uh, I would still pick CJ first if I'm if I'm going quarterback. I'd go CJ first, Bryce second, and honestly, I wouldn't. If I didn't have to, I wouldn't pick a quarterback in the first round after that. Um, Will uh, Levis okay, and so, Anthony Richards are not first round quarterbacks. Okay, so there's a lot to get to here. Uh, Josh, I went to Wyoming, so not quite Division Two, right? I mean, I think Wyoming. FCS, right? Are, are, are they technically FBS no. now? They're um, FBS. Uh, yeah, they're FBS. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, saying Carson I was saying that. I was saying Carson Wentz when I was saying that. But still, like Wyoming doesn't have. To your point, to your point, talent. look, you're right. Josh Allen ruined everything because yeah. he was awful in college and now he's like maybe the best quarterback in the nfl but like you also pointed out like for every josh allen there's a bunch of trey lances and mm -hmm. it is shocking to me how trey. locking uh why i'm watching brock purdy kick ass why can't trey lance do it brock purdy's mr irrelevant hurt. from iowa state hurt. no he's when he hurt. wasn't hurt he didn't do it brock purdy walked in and did That's it from true. day one and now he's doing it in the playoffs. Like, get the hell out of here. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not, and, and I'm not trying to come after Trey Lance, but that was a crazy potential pick when they did yep. it. And if you're drafting Will Levis that high, you are going with a crazy potential pick because he looks sexy as hell, throwing the ball. He's big mm -hmm. as hell. And it's funny um, because in a lot of ways, he is the opposite of Bryce Young, where Bryce Young has all the tape, but none of the size. Will Levis has all the size and none of the tape. But you think that CJ should reign above all of them. You watch yep. the tape, Aaron Murray. What <laughs> separates CJ Stroud from uh, Bryce Young? I'm not saying Will Levis because, like, I know where you think of Will. No, Levis. no, no. I, 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 I'm not, how does he separate yeah. from Bryce Young? To me, it, it does go to size first. Like, I, I am, I am nervous. Like, if I'm, a, if I'm a team and I go see Bryce in person. 
like Bry- I love Bryce. I love his game. I I I mean, if if Bryce was six one two hundred five pounds, like yeah, for sure, hundred percent, I'm drafting Bryce first first pick in the draft. Bryce is is five eleven one hundred eighty five pounds, and it and yeah, he may put on some weight to to measure in at the combine at pro day and. Maybe he drinks enough protein shakes to get to 200, 205 pounds, but he's not going to play at 200 pounds. There's no way. He will not be the same quarterback if he puts 15, 20 pounds on. Bryce is Bryce because of his athleticism, and you can't you can't do that with his frame because he's not a big frame. You can't do that if you don't if you put on, I would say, unnatural weight of forcing yourself to gain 15 to mm-hmm. 20 pounds. So I do worry about him being slight of frame a little bit smaller. Attribute wise, throwing the football, I think CJ to me is a little bit better of a thrower. Um, wow. Bryce is more creative, and I like I, I do I like Bryce's game in both college and NFL. It's it just comes down to size to me. At the end of the day, like it, that's it. Like if 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 he was just Kyler Murray's, you know, shoulders a little bit more broad, can handle the weight, then that, yes, I'd be wow. fine. But I'm telling you, man, I don't know if you've seen him in person, but he's a stick. He's a stick. Yes. That is her. And it worries but, me. But okay, but at the same time, watch the tape. Haven't we watched games in Alabama where he has put his body on the line and gotten abused and he never got hurt? Different. Like it's like different, like he man, never got hurt like two attempts below it. No, 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 no. I know I know it's definitely different, but what I'm yeah. saying is like let's say you have a quarterback like Tua who dealt with major injuries in college, but we never yep. use it against him because he has a bit more size. That's carried over the NFL. Bryce got beat up in the same ways, but never actually got hurt I, I guess what what he yeah. missed two games this season did maybe fell, I, sure. I want to yeah. say um so hmm, hmm. see so like th- this is the hard part for me because like even like robert said in the chat right now like bryce is the best quarterback prospect like yes i agree brett bryce is the best one i'm just more nervous on the size because let's let's these are the best of the best these are the biggest human beings on the planet earth these dudes in the nfl are gigantic and and i'm gonna pay yeah. a quarterback 20 to 30 million dollars to play a long season at 511 185 pounds and to, to to get beat up for an entire career so that's a, that to me that's a big risk and I, that's something that i'm a little bit hesitant on aaron when you talk about a quarterback size are you more concerned about his height or or well, his weight are you more broad, concerned how broad, more weight more weight because i mean like guys have proven especially in the game today like you don't need to be six two six three uh you know russell wilson had a good run um kyler's shown flashes um you know two is not crazy big like i don't i don't mind the height especially in, in these spread offenses i'm more concerned like once again with the fact that i don't think that he could put on 15 pounds and be the same bryce young that we're seeing play for alabama it would it, to me it would it would change his game a little bit he does not have the build to play at 225 pounds. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty 
of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. NFL Wildcard Weekend is here, and the easiest way to get in the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football podcast. Here to talk a little NFL, though. As listen, if you haven't signed up FanDuel yet, new customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. How about that? You place your first $5 bet, use the promo code SNAPS when you sign up, and you get $150 in free bets. Uh, let's see what you would do with those $150. It'd be clear, you could bet everything you want, right? Money line, point spreads, player props, great same game parlays, futures, whatever you want. Let's do what we did last week. Go down the slate this weekend. Some service level bets. Went three and three doing this last week. See what happens here. It's a dog eat dog world out there. And I got to be honest, I'm liking the dogs this weekend. Give me the Jaguars plus eight and a half. Give me the Giants plus the seven and a half. The Bengals plus the four and a half. The Cowboys plus four. You throw your free bets on that. And who knows? Maybe you got yourself a nice little nut to play with during this season on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So remember, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So Ohioans, make sure you get in on the action and uh, check it out because they got great offers just for you throughout all of January. So again, football fans, $5 bet, promo code SNAPS, $150 in free bets, win or lose with that promo code SNAPS. Let's make every moment more of this playoff season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. What about the fact that quarterbacks are protected now more than ever? In college. And honestly, Bryce help. Young, if yeah. I really want to argue for Bryce Young, uh, I would argue that he could almost end up finding himself in an inverse Cam Newton situation. Remember, Cam Newton would get demolished, but they would never call it just because he was like bigger than everyone. So he did not get yeah, it's called. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like LeBron. It's way. like LeBron in the in the paint, you know? Yes. 
Or no, it's like yeah, Zion. Zion. Sense. Zion is what we're looking yeah. for, Aaron. Okay, here in Louisiana, we say Zion uh, in the paint. They refuse to give him calls. It's absolutely fucking pathetic. But um, but but whatever. Yeah. So like, so in that same way, is is Bryce maybe open to a, even being overprotected because he is so slight that like when you sling Bryce, it's gonna look pretty violent. And 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 if look you look at some of the penalties, <laughs> I mean, and if you look at some of the oh. penalties from this weekend, they're calling anything. Like this entire yeah. year, they're calling anything. So there's never been a better time to be a slight quarterback moving to the NFL. Yeah, you have to think though, like when you watch these games and 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 you know, because we always do. I, I remember like all the seminars we do, whether I was with CBS or ESPN this year, we would sit down and they would bring like the head of officials for the SEC would come in and they would show tape of like, what are we looking for this year? What are we going to correct from the officials? And like, they would give us a test. Like, was this targeting? Was this not targeting? And, you know, kind of like from the lens of a, of a, of a referee, why certain things were called. I guarantee you there will be an emphasis this year for the NFL and even college football about what is and what is not roughing the passer. Because you, I think we can, 95 of people that watch the NFL game can agree that these calls are they're they're outrageous. It's too much. It, it like I, I'm I'm a quarterback, and and the amount of quarterbacks that I've seen that have hit social media saying this is outrageous and this needs to change. There will be a push for from 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 defensive coordinators, head coaches to say, okay, guys, we've we've crossed the line of making this a little bit too soft for quarterback. So I don't think we will see the extreme protection for quarterbacks heading into next season. Like, yes, they will be protected, but the tape is going to be pretty ugly to see. Bro, I don't see. I see the opposite, dude. Uh, I don't think these refs give a damn. I don't think the NFL gives a damn. The NFL has one mission, keep people watching. Nothing kills a season quicker than when your quarterback gets hurt. Like, it takes all the wind out of your sails. You straight up don't. Look at the Ravens. I mean, look, a valiant effort. This weekend, right? Look at any of the teams you saw this week. You had Skylar Thompson. Dude, there were sixty quarterbacks that played. There were sixty quarterbacks that played the NFL this year. Sixty ratings didn't yeah, get hurt. If anything, a lot of injuries. A lot of guys protect, moving around. They're going to want to protect quarterbacks even more. And you know what's funny? I've changed as I've gotten older. I'm here for it. Like again, I would almost wish you could Put engage in something them. where. Well, so this is a maybe in like the biggest moments you don't call it. I never want these things to be game deciding, but I'm okay with airing on the side of caution when it comes to protecting the most investment or the most important investment on the field because it sucks, dude. It sucks. Now, granted, like, okay, I'll just use the Saints for instance this year. Not a great difference between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. But it was not very exciting to watch Andy Dalton have to play quarterback every single week this year. And he was pretty good. Like, he was far from the worst that was thrown out there this year. He was actually pretty great statistically, just horribly unexciting. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't think the NFL at all has any desire to be like, hey, let's start hitting the quarterback more. Uh, if anything, like you said, I think it's going to be more strike zone, more until you get to just having a flag type of uh, type of standpoint. Even though, hey, Aaron, did you ever try to slide tackle anyone? Did you see Tom Brady slide tackle last yeah. night? <laughs> you try to pull a damn Mac Jones out there. Try to slide. Yeah, it's just Patriot dude. quarterbacks. Like Patriot oh, quarterbacks, man. man. Just dirty. Dirty bastards. It's um, like my roommate, my roommate, my roommate for my first two years in Kansas City was Cairo Santos, the kicker. And one time on kickoff return, he was one on one oh. with a guy and slid tackle him. But he's from Brazil, so soccer is his thing. Yeah. So it just was a natural instinct. So. He's a uh, he's a two lane guy. You should text yeah. Cairo and be and tell him congrats, dude. His Green Wave finishing top ten in the country. 
How about it? Um, all right, Brum, do we have the video of Stetson oh, Bennett? Oh, you're going to make me cry. Parade? It's going to make me it's cry. Time. We, we sure do. Okay. Okay. So for those that don't know, uh, Aaron Murray has been John the Baptist to Stetson Bennett's Jesus. If you follow Aaron on any social media, chances are you have seen some video of him evangelizing the good word of Stequavius, <laughs> reading from the book, telling you that he is the greatest Georgia Bulldog to ever walk the earth. Well, then why, when Aaron was at the Lake Oconee grocery store the other day, were all the moms around talking about how they didn't like that? I don't like this Stetson. Okay, I just, I'm, I'm upset with him. I don't know why he has to be the way that he is. Why, what in the world? could have caused Georgia Bulldog fans to turn a bit on the man who just brought them two championships, Aaron. Uh, well, I wonder, mm, I wonder. Mm, here is Stetson Bennett when asked a very simple question by DJ Shockley, shout out DJ Shockley, legend if you're our age. Uh, he asked, asked a very simple question by DJ Shockley at the championship parade and keep in mind there is not an easier crowd in the country an easier room to work in the world than mm. the crowd that shows up for a championship parade here's yeah. what uh Stetson Bennett had to say Stan obviously everybody knows your story everybody knows you came back this year but when you look back on your career you look back on this journey what would be the thing you'd be most proud of as a dog Even that move has a lot of F you in it. I don't know what I'm going to be most proud of. I, 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 I keep trying to tell people I just did what I thought was right every day. Uh, you know, and if you think you should do that, then what? Uh, I think everybody should do it, you know? Um, the thing I'm going to be most proud of. Look at him. <laughs> Man, y'all burn us. Y'all burn us. Y'all kept mm. telling us how bad we were. and <laughs> They're so bad this year. And, so know, bad. And we kept winning. And and we kept embarrassing people. But y'all had other storylines. And it was 49 to 3. And it was, you know, 65 to 7. It was everything. And y'all didn't want to believe it because you didn't. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Hey, but you know, um, screw it. We got two rings, man. You know, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> oh my God, dude. that is, it was the simplest question oh. of all time. What's your favorite memory? Oh, Georgia? you could have had 60,000 people go bonkers with just like, he could have just got up to the stage and just said, screw Alabama. And everyone would have gone nuts. Like that's all he yes. had to say. Like something like that simple. And I mean, it was just a whole day. Like, I get it. Like, you know, put myself in his shoes. Like it has been, I've said this before, like no one has been through what sets has been through from a quarterback. Like, you know, shock was loved and Greeny was loved and Stafford was loved and I was loved and Fawn yeah. was loved. And like, everyone was, was fully a hundred percent from day one that we were announced starting quarterback, like, hell yeah, we got our guy. Let's go. And Setson's had, to, you know, it's, it's one of the most unique journeys as we know of anyone. And he's had to battle uh the the narrative he's had a battle the fan base he's had a battle this you know not wanting him to be starting quarterback and i think we all have to understand like like yes the negative people are always the loudest the majority of the people were still in favor of stetson especially after last year 
And those that were in the stadium, I guarantee you all of them have loved Stetson for a long, long time. Like that was not the crowd that you should have been getting after. If anyone, you should have been getting after the people sitting at home, you know, on their Twitter, making up nonsense stuff. So to me, just wasn't the, the time and place. Like I, once again, I, I get the frustration from him. Um, but that was really a moment for me that he could have really, you know, been the bigger man because that's what in that situation you have to be you have to be the yeah. bigger man and i know it's yeah. tough and i know you want to like give it to the man and let him know that hey i did this without your support and i did it in spite of you and this and the other but like why in that moment it should be like you know what i had a great time i know that i might not have been your guy from day one but i am and i did it and we had fun we won two natties we slayed the Alabama Dragon. We got two rings. It's been special. I love my teammates. Go dogs. And y'all boys run it back next year. Boom. Done. You're over. And uh, instead, like, yeah, man, there's a lot of negativity in, in the state of Georgia right now for, for a moment that could have been special. Kind of left a lot of people sour, honestly. I mean, Blake Walters nailed it. Uh, he said, could have just said winning the two natties with my boys for the best fan base. Like easy answer. Like it, even yeah. it, like it, it is literally that easy crowd goes crazy or legend. But um, the reason why I gave that maniacal laugh here, Aaron, this is your reality. Now you've won back to back national championships. You've supplanted Saban and Alabama. You have no dragons left to slay, no 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 goals to chase. You sit here on the summit. What happens when you sit here on the summit? What happens when you no longer have any external enemies, okay? It starts to turn internal. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Um I I I only say this because I I know many Alabama fans very well. Many of my best friends from high school went to Alabama, the mass of Alabama fans. I'm in friend groups with them. So I've seen them behave over the last decade of the Alabama dynasty. And what I've seen is a team that despite the fact that they're almost constantly winning SEC championships, constantly playing for and or winning national championships, winning at least 10, 11, 12 games a year, I've seen a fan base that is ready to fire the coordinator after every single game. I've seen a fan base that tried to tell me that Jalen Hurts was a garbage quarterback that would never be a success in the NFL and wasn't even good in college. I've seen a fan base that I, I mean, name the name the coach, the player that. The, the point is, you are starting to see exactly what I'm constantly warning Georgia fans about when you talk about living long enough to become the villain. Yep. Because the bottom line is, like Stetson's talking about there, when you beat teams 49 to three two years in a row, the first year, great, you're on the come up, it's all rise, it's all good, you're golden. But now you've proved that you can win those two championships. And as this continues, um, the media cycle, fans, people need things to talk about, okay? And all of a sudden, being that perfect, being that great, it's no longer exciting. It's the expectation. It's the mm. norm. So when you fall short of that very lofty norm, which is all too easy, vitriol is created and sometimes created out of the most ridiculous type of situation. So... Yeah, get ready. I mean, th this is exactly what? what you have to look forward to is winning games, uh, you know, 40 to three and being upset because, you know, it, it, it took them a little bit to get going. Like, wh why did it take until the end of the second quarter to really find the offensive flow? Yeah. Like, do you know how annoying it is? And that, that's what Stetson's talking about there. Do you know how annoying it is as a player when you're going out there and you're just beating the hell out of everyone? And those are the type of questions that you're getting asked about after the game. And, and as we all know, negative stuff sticks with you.
positive stuff is what it is kind of rolls off your back. One negative comment equals about 10 positive or whatever. So I, I don't think this know is where changing Kirby, anytime soon. No, and I get what you're saying. I just want to know where like Kirby got these messages to tell his team like, like, yes, there's always going to be like ways to nitpicky, but I think the majority of people may say, oh, this could be better. This could be better. Like, yeah, you get into the weeds. But like no one was saying this was going to be a seven and five team. No one was saying that this team wasn't going to be in Atlanta. Like everyone knew Georgia was going to be in the SEC championship game. And then from there, it's kind of like you win that game. We all know you're going to be in the playoffs. And the year before you lost it, we're still in the playoffs. Like, like there's a difference between getting, like I said, into the weeds of like, this could have been better tweak here, tweak here. We're a little bit unhappy that, that we didn't win the way we, we thought we should have won. Like I get that sense of entitlement, but I just want to know like what was said from Kirby that turned everyone on that football team's heart to stone where they felt like <laughs> everyone was against them. Cause it was like, I've talked to multiple guys and Stetson was a great example. They were like, they truly believed that yeah. that somehow everyone thought that they were going to be seven and five this year. And I'm like, not one <laughs> single person said that. No one it's, said it's, that. It's, it's, you know, he created great a monster. propaganda, great, propaganda. a cold hearted, a cold hearted. And, and, and look at the end of the day too, like a lot of it is Kirby, but also like a, some of it's more legit than we probably want to give credence to. Cause these players are on social media and we all know, like, but you nailed it earlier on amp parent. Like, the people say, talking crap to you on social media are not the people in that stadium for the national championship, no. right? So you're kind of going after the wrong people there. And you're kind of giving power to the people that kind of matter the least. But even, but, but again, the thing you can't ignore here, and I hate like, you know, the media as if it's all some sort of like single entity built on starting shit, but this is entertainment, what we do, okay? And what most like, sports even journalists do um it's it's entertainment at the end of the day and you need something to talk about and when you beat the hell out of everyone again you're going to go searching for things to talk about and what it means is having to find critiques where you never would have found them previously i mentioned to you that yeah this this sec media days fresh off being the mvp of a semifinal and national championship game I had a big time Georgia beat writer on our show talking about and basically intimating like I don't know Stetson Bennett I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to start dude he's being pushed they got some good quarterbacks and basically saying yeah he's not good enough so like that's yep. that's yeah that, that's only going to continue so I guess if you are a Georgia fan you should be very excited because Kirby Smart's going to have continue to have uh, ammo with which to work in order to uh, get these teams to have that hard hat uh, or hard heart going forward. Uh, but hey, it wins. So it is what it is, dude. It wins. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll take do. two natties just for maybe a little bit of a soured parade moment there. Though, though I saw earlier when we watched this clip, um, Aaron had real sadness in his eyes. He was okay. he was he was really very terribly yeah, upset. He looked like he was on the verge. And this of tears. this will, my, this listen this this will not change my thoughts of Stetson. Like I respect him so much and what he's done and accomplished. Like he's still to me the, the greatest of all time at Georgia. But I will say as someone who played the position and, and, and tried to engage as much as I can with the community, because they, you know, like they do support you. I mean, those it was cold. Like those fans showed up, you know, hours ahead. They came to games, they traveled to LA, like they they support this football team just like they support every other football team before and will continue to support. And 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 I was always very appreciative of that. And it's 
paid off pretty well for me in my post NFL career. And and not saying that all of a sudden Stetson's not going to get any deals or doors aren't going to be open to Stetson, but there are, there are going to be some doors that may now have been shut or be a little bit harder to open. Not all of them, but some. Good luck going to the Lake Oconee Bible study. Okay. Cause Miss Patty ain't inviting you stead. You know, I wanted him to get into, I wanted him to get into Augusta. I mean, that might be a little, just a tad bit more difficult. Not Mm. saying it's going to happen, but just a tad bit more difficult. Mm. So. Wait, I thought you weren't allowed to talk about that. Hey, Aaron, answer me this question on the way out. I didn't say that. Answer me this question. Delete that. Um, No, we're live. Sorry, bro. Uh, Who's better? Stetson Bennett or Champ Bailey? Best dog of all time, dude. Who's better? Stetson Bennett. Who's a better Stetson. football player? Stetson. Oh, no, Champ's man, the best player. So Herschel's the best me, player. So Herschel, <laughs> best athletic talent. Herschel, Boss Bailey, Champ Bailey, uh, <laughs> David Pollock, Aaron Murray at five, um, and then Todd Gurley at six. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Todd Gurley. Shout out Nisha Marina. Shout out Caleb King. My guy, GAC's finest. We're relaxed, okay? Uh, shout out, Caleb. Well, whatever. Uh, okay. Hey, another great episode of Snaps. Thank you so much. If you're hanging out with us in the chat, please, please, please hit the like button, y'all. Subscribe to the channel. Um, thank you to Papa Colin and the Volume Sports channel for 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 having us here. Catch them on YouTube, Volume Sports Podcast Network as well. Hey, y'all. Podcast, you know, we love it. Continues to do great. Please, 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 if you want to help the show, rate it and review it i'm watching those views trying to hit 50 reviews that would be awesome if y'all could help us get there on apple uh and and shout out spotify as well it, it doesn't matter just listen and share with your friends we love you and if you want to help out too go to fanduel download the sportsbook app it's great for gambling it's so much fun had a lot of fun this wild card weekend you can use the promo code stop uh pro promo code snaps there um i love caleb king that's one of my guys so don't worry yeah, b2b i got my running back um uh anything else did i miss anything i think we're good to go oh thank you as always to ryan brumley paul farrington pat gunner danny cardinettis you air murray and as as always you in the chat listening in the future hope the future is great we love you and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of snaps infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four. So because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply. 